This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday Annual Video Assortment Series of Reviews, Episode 22. I am your host, Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this Arrow Video Assortment, we are looking at a little bit of Island of Death, a little video nasty title finally making its way to a review on Podcast Under the Stairs. Now, I've seen this movie only once before. I saw it for Doing the Nasty a few years ago in a terrible copy. It was the DVD copy that Arrow had put out before, which wasn't all that great. And then they put it out on a two-key restoration, and I took a punt on it in one of their sales, and it's been lying there in shrink wrap for several years now. Finally broken the seal and sat down and checked out the movie today, and you'll get my review of it after the first break. Before we get to that, what a wonderful week, and it is really, I'm so cheery and chirpy, what a wonderful week for podcasts under the stairs. We put out five fucking great episodes if you include this one, starting off on Monday where we did Bazoween 2020 episode four, looking at a little bit of extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Then we trundled in to our Thursday episode and did a little bit of, I would like to say, some good work. Um, If ever there was some good work, I think we brought it on Thursday's episode. The reviews looking at Crystallized, which is available on the Arrow video streaming channel. Then, on Friday, you got another bonus episode looking at a brand new title as well. We looked at Spree from 2020 that's just been released in the States on DVD and on Blu-ray. So covered that off the list, that was a big tick. Then on Saturday, we basically truncated a ton of mini-reviews into one episode, continuing along on the 31 of Halloween. And today, we're bringing the thunder with a little bit of Island of Death. Tomorrow, we kick off another brand new week of podcasting, trolling out. That's right, trolling, because we're always trolling. I meant to say trundling. Trundling out to the end of October into that inevitable Halloween where everything unfortunately goes back to normal post. But we have some great episodes concluding the series on Bazoween. We will be bringing you Man Bites Dog tomorrow. We have Movie Club for your attention out there. We will also be bringing you at least one bonus episode covering the People's Council voting choices. So you listeners out there have had the list of movies the People's Council did for the Summer Teapot's Top 10, but where did you score them? We'll be giving you the definitive list on a special small bonus episode coming up in the week. You'll get a review of the brand new movie by Brian Bertino. Um, and you'll also get an interview. I'm supposed to be doing an interview with the producer this week, so that'll be landing sometime. You'll be getting a very special Blair Witch Investigation episode, and you will also be getting the Bazoween Halloween commentary 
where you will hear the title mentioned tomorrow for it. I'm very excited for you to find out what it is. And we're covering it and releasing it on Halloween for, for your listening pleasure. So yeah, there's tons of content coming. Next week is going to be a busy one. Um, but thank you very much for spending your time under the stairs and checking them out. Okay, we're going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You are going to hear the trailer for Island of Death. When we return, we're discussing it right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies.
Friends, welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Island of Death from 1976. This is our 22nd episode in the Arrow video assortment. And this movie, like I said in the intro, I checked out once before many, many moons ago um, for doing the nasty. This is one of those infamous video nasties and you will see why that is the case when we get into more details on the movie. As listed on the Arrow video website, it says... The lucky ones got their brains blown out. Welcome to Mykonos, the holiday destination for the choice of the sun, sea and slaughter. From cult director Nico Matrokis, I can never pronounce his name, uh, Island of Death is a travelogue of atrocities, was seen so strong that the British government was once compelled to ban it as a video nasty. Arriving on the idyllic Greek island, Christopher and Celia appear to be every inch the perfect, handsome young couple. Little do the the welcoming locals realise that they are, in fact, a pair of murderous degenerates determined to spread their own particular brand of perversion across the island. DIY crucifixions, opportunistic bestiality, sexual peeing and murder by all conceivable forms ensue, including death by makeshift blowsorch, samurai sword, dump truck and more. Shocking, brutal and totally politically incorrect in its outlook, Island of Death is a gruelling cinematic experience devised by the director to outdo the excesses of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which he was hugely inspired by. Now fully uncut and newly restored from the original negative, fans can enjoy Island of Death in all its sleazy, lurid glory. Um, Details on the disc, production year 1976. This is region unlocked, so you can watch it wherever you want. Uh, UK rating of 15. The runtime is about an hour and 46 minutes. You've got two discs here, so the DVD and the Blu-ray. The language is English. Subtitles English, SDH. Audio is mono 1.0. Aspect ratio 133.1 and it is in full colour. Cast and crew. The director Nico Matroskis. Uh, cast as Robert Beeling, uh, Jane Lyle and Jessica Dublin and the extras on the disc are a brand new 2K restoration from the film uh, Original Camera Negatives approved by the writer and director high definition 1080p and standard definition DVD presentations an original mono audio uncompressed PCM on the Blu-ray optional English subtitles for the deaf or harder hearing exploring Island of Death film historian Stephen Thrower on the making of the cult classic Return to Island of Death the director returns to the original Mykonos locations archive interview with the director alternative opening title Island Sounds five original tracks from the Island of Death soundtrack the original theatrical trailer the films of the director four part documentary charting the films the director's filmmaking career on the Blu-ray only Um, A trailer reel on the Blu-ray only and reversible sleeve featuring the newly commissioned artwork by our good buddy Graham Humphreys. Um, Right, first time I watched Island of Death I really didn't like it, (laughs) if I'm honest. I thought it was a grubby nasty little movie and coming back to watch it this time around I still think it's a grubby nasty little movie but I am somewhat more... Not sympathetic, that's the wrong That's the wrong word. Uh, somewhat more interested in the movie itself and how something like this fucking exists. Uh, this is a director who openly states that the reason he made this movie is he saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974-75 and saw it was doing a ton of money and said, you know what, I want to make a movie that's really shocking, that'll make a load of money. And that is literally the only reason this movie was made, is the director thought he was going to make a shitload of money, which obviously he didn't. 
oh, kind of off the back of this movie. Um, it's a movie that he himself, in interviews, <laughs> famous interviews of him out there, saying, I don't know why anyone would want to watch this movie. You know, I don't think it's a cult movie. I don't think people should watch this movie. Uh, which is an interesting stance to take, and I don't know if that's age just clouding his judgement now, but it is a movie that, from start to finish really pushes the excess of what had been captured on camera by 1976. Um, There is death by crucifixion. There is death by the mentioned dump truck earlier on. There is rape. There is sodomy. There is uh, water sports. You know, a a bit of sex peeing. Um, There... (laughs) uh, there's public lunacy, there is, oh man, the list goes on and fucking on of what is in this movie. Um, incest as well, but we'll get into that later on. Just like a catalogue of very evil shit in this movie and it is played straight down the line um, with no... Airs or graces from the moment this couple arrive on the island, shit is going down. Um, the weird thing about it is, it is every bit as uncomfortable as it was the first time I watched it, and I don't know how many movies do that. Older movies in particular, where you watch it, you're just like, this makes me feel like I want to have a shower, and then you watch it a couple of years later, and you're like, yep, still need that shower. Um, and that's where Island of Death kind of sits in. I think it's surprisingly well shot and for the most part surprisingly well acted considering it's a not a particularly expensive movie and it's dealing with some pernicious shit so I think that's surprisingly well done. Some of the effects are really good, some of the effects not so much so time has been kind to some but not others and just the the kind of flagrant nature of, of how the director himself just sets up the scenes um, it's kind of like as the audience you start to quickly acclimate to how evil this couple is and every interaction with anyone they have on the island who thinks they're genuinely this nice couple we have at the back of our head or oh, something fucking horrible is going to happen to you and then it's a countdown till it happens I think the score for the movie is really good the restoration works brilliant uh, what was interesting is uh, the special features are well worth a check out uh, specifically like Stephen Thrower talking about this. Uh, Stephen Thrower's a guy who knows his shit probably better than most. He's like the, the foremost expert in grubby little movies. And him, hearing him talk with a degree of glee about this movie uh, is quite infectious. And then you remember it's a horrible little movie. So, and it's, it's obvious why this one's on the nasty list. I mean, the aforementioned, like, Odyssey of Atrocities notwithstanding, it's a movie that was always going to destined to be there just because it gives no fucks. There is sexual violence here, there is, you know, uh, necrophilia, bestiality, like the works. It runs a gambit of taboo things that censors in the UK um, and those of the more moral high ground and upstanding would have a wagged finger to say about it. So, uh, you know, it's no doubt in my mind it was going to end that way. Um... It's a movie that I wouldn't actively tell anyone to check out. That's the weird thing about it. Like, on my first watch, I was like, I can see why it's on the nasties list. I would never have watched this movie, nor would I ever want to watch this movie again had it not been on the nasty list. And then revisiting it for this, 
I'm still kind of of the same opinion. Even though I would rate it higher than what I gave it on the Nasty Show, um, I don't think this is a movie you should rush out and check out at all, to be honest. The thing is, the director's done more interesting work since, after he got this nasty movie out of the way. He did actually some really interesting stuff, and that's not to say this movie doesn't have interesting commentary, it's just, it feels like a cynical move to shock, to make money, and then you hear the director say that it's a cynical shock to make money. I think at that point, you kind of call it like you see it, you know what I mean? There's no other way to really view Island of Death out with this director wants to it's interesting to see to kind of recreate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre really doesn't have that much blood in it it's all suspense and tension and in this movie it's the other way around it's all like as much violence as we can cram on the screen uh, in gory detail and we're not going to leave much to the imagination which I find a really interesting concept I suppose what the really fun part about the movie is the kind of final taboo and reveal that they're actually not a couple at all and rather a brother and sister. And that's just, you know, that's just fucking nuts. Um, and you're like, that's the last taboo that we had here and you fucking been backbreaked, you know, over your knee, flung it in a, a dark cave somewhere and, and then continued on with the rest of the movie as if you have done nothing wrong. Um, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it. I mean, overall, this is the epitome of the video nasty, isn't it? Really, um, it's a movie that is designed to shock. It's a design is designed to shock. It's designed to make people take a sharp intake of breath, say, "Oh my word," um, and it does that. Even even you know, close to forty years on, it still it still does it. And fair play to them. I think that's that's the, the kind of hallmark of a, a great movie. Is it's 35 years old. Um, sorry, it's 45 years old as of next year. And it still has the pure ability to put things on screen that a lot of directors wouldn't touch with a fucking 10-foot pole in 2020. And it does it without any fucks given. So it gets a great deal of respect from me on that. Overall, Island of Death, yeah. And not one that I'm saying rush out and check out. If you are wanting to check out the video nasties, then you'll have to watch this at some point. If it pops up cheap in a sale, which is right now on the Arrow site, you can get it for £7.50 or uh, two for one in some of those uh, deals that are online at the moment. You might want to pick this one up if you're struggling for a, an additional one to make up your two. But yeah, it's, it's not a movie you're going to return to often. And if you did, I would question why. <laughs> I'm the person of you. Um, I give this a three. I, I, I liked it. It's a loose like this time. Whereas when I viewed it off the back of the doing the nasty, I think it was sitting down about a 1.5. So I have come around to it. I don't think it'll ever rate particularly high from me, but it rated higher than I expected on this view. So there you go. Island of Death, three out of five. I'm going to take a very short break when I come back. I'm closing out the show and letting you know what the next journey is on our Arrow Films assortment. What will be that next movie? You'll find it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And 
you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday Arrow video assortment series of reviews, episode 22, looking at Island of Death. In three weeks' time, we turn our attention to a fairly recent release from Arrow. Uh, we'll be looking at Pitch Black. The copy I'll be reviewing is the 4K UHD release, but I believe the special features are the same on the 4K release of the movie. Anyway, regardless... Um, according to the Arrow website, it says there's a new reason to be afraid of the dark. A sci-fi horror sleeper hit that birthed a franchise and launched the career of a new action movie icon. Pitch Black holds its own today as a nerve-shredding creature feature in which the monsters outside finally meet their match against a monster within. When an intergalactic transport ship crashes on a remote desert planet with no sign of help on the horizon, the survivors, led by Fry, played by Rada Mitchell, band together to find a way back home. Amongst the passengers is Riddick, played by Vin Diesel, a convicted murderer being transported by the Marshal, John, played by Cole Hauser. And now free of his chains and on the loose. But a solar eclipse plunges the planet into darkness, a threat even worse than Riddick reveals itself, and the last human standing may have to form an uneasy truce with the cunning fugitive whose eyes have been surgically altered to see in the dark to last the long night. A boasting a crackerjack edition and a whip-smart script by David Tohey, as well as a star-making performance by Diesel, Riddick's first outing is freshly unleashed in a illuminating brand new 4K restoration with hours of exclusive bonus content. Details on the disc are production year 2000. This is region unlocked. The UK rating is a 15. The runtime is an hour and 49 minutes. One disc. Language is English. Subtitles English SDH. Audio is 5.1. Uh, aspect ratio is 239.1. And it is in full colour when it's not pitch black. The director is David Toy. The cast is Randa Mitchell, Kohauser, and Vin Diesel. And the extras and the ain't lying about this. Strap yourselves in. A brand new 4K restoration by Arrow Films of the theatrical and director's cuts of the film approved by the director. A 4K 2160p UHD Blu-ray presentation in Dolby Vision. HDR10 compatible, so that's for the ones that get the UHD version. Original DTS HDMI 5.1 surround on both cuts. Optional English subtitles to the deaf and hard of hearing on both cuts. An archive commentary with the director and stars Vin Diesel and Cole Hauser. An archive commentary with the director, the producer Tom Engelman and visual effects supervisor Peter Cheng. Nightfall, the making of Pitch Black, a newly filmed interview with the director and co-writer. Uh, Black Box, Jackie's Journey, a new recorded interview with actor Ryder Griffith. Uh, Black Box, Shazza's Last Stand, a newly recorded interview with actor Claudia Black. Black Box, Bleach Bypass, a newly recorded interview with cinematographer David Egby. Um, Black Box, Cryolocked, a new recorded interview with visual effects supervisor Peter Cheng. Uh, Black Box Primal Sims, a newly recorded interview with composer Graham Revell. The Making of Pitch Black, a short behind-the-scenes featurette. Pitch Black Raw, a comparison between the CG test and the final footage. Additional behind-the-scenes footage from the making of the film. Jesus Christ. 2004 archive bonus feature, including introduction by director and a view into the dark, a chronicles of Riddick's visual encyclopedia. John Chase's Log, a short prequel narrated by Cole Hauser, detailing the character's hunt for Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick Dark Fury, an 
16.9 widescreen DTS HD MA 5.1 audio, an animated short by and directed by Peter Chung that acts as a bridge port between Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Vidic, featuring vocal performances by Vin Diesel, Keith David and Radha Griffiths reprising their roles. Dark Fury, a bonus feature featuring Bridging the Gap, um, Peter Chung, the mind of the animator, a view into the light and a pre-animation vision of the film. Slam City, a motion comic from the film's original website. Into Pitch Black, a TV special offering an alternate non-canon glimpse into what happened before and after the events of the film. Rave World, Pitch Black event, footage of dance music event held to promote the movie. Theatrical trailers, uh, plus trailers of the two sequels and video game, image galleries and a reversible sleeve featuring newly commissioned night and day artwork by Luke Priest. In the first press and only, you get Collector's Booklet featuring the writings of Simon Ward on the film's creature design, including a new interview with the creature design uh, designer Patrick Tapolos, uh, original production notes and information from the film's original website, and the archive interview with Vin Diesel from Starlog magazine. Jesus fucking Christ, that is what you call stacked and packed, ladies and gents. I need about fucking four days to watch this bastard. Uh, so that's what we'll be doing in, hopefully you're still with me, in three weeks' time we'll be tackling a bit of Pitch Black. Second time I've watched that movie this year. First time I've watched this version of it. I uh, watched it for the the uh, podcast under the stairs. 2000 uh, summer series and uh, it, didn't, it didn't make it. So <laughs> I watched it just in case. So yeah, that is, that is what is in the dot. Pitch Black in three weeks' time. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you get access to the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of content from under the stairs. Subscribe to Teapots Collective. You get all our stuff over there as well. Visit our website. It's teapotscast.com and our merch page is teapotscast.bigcartel.com We're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast and the Teapots Collective is on facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Both can be reached by putting in a little at teapots cast on them. Super simple. The podcast Under the Stairs will return for you, dear listeners, tomorrow as we conclude Bazaween 2020. The Baz is taking on a movie that almost feels like it needs no introduction, but you have to, otherwise you won't know what it is. The Baz is tackling a little bit of Man Bites Dog from 1992, a movie that was shot experimentally by three kind of budding student filmmakers that went on to end up in the Criterion Collection. I mean, that's the goals, isn't it? Hashtag squad goals. But until that episode drops, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am setting off. <laughs>